Hello and welcome to Stranger Stopping Strangers, podcast number 58. A big welcome back to anyone who's returning and thanks for stopping in to anybody who's new this week. Well, this week's podcast intro is going to be a little longer than usual. I am so excited to say that Stranger Stopping Strangers was invited to join a network of like-minded podcasts. These podcasts are all kinds of really cool stuff from just different jam bands that I'm getting to discover to some really cool fish shows to just all kinds of neat stuff with lots of people that have way more experience than I do. So with this new family, I decided that I was going to check out what they're doing and hopefully learn a few things to share over here. Well, the first thing I learned is that I don't give that much info or instruction on this intro and that I needed to get this podcast on every platform that you may be listening to podcasts on. So I'm now happy to report that in addition to iTunes and the website, you can find Stranger Stopping Strangers on Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud. I also learned that the more you search for Stranger Stopping Strangers, the more the platform will suggest it. And then lastly, on iTunes, if you're listening over there and you have a minute, please just take a second and hit the rating stars. And if you're hands-free and you have two minutes, please take two minutes to leave a review. All of this really helps to get the word out and we're everywhere. The second thing that I learned is that with this new intro, I was going to work with some new fancy mixing software for it. So hopefully this will sound a little better than it did before. Enough with the updates and on to the show. This week I get a chance to talk to Alicia Welch. And Alicia and I met through the group Girls Who Love the Dead. We've been virtual girlfriends for a while now, since last summer. It was so much fun taking it to the next level. Alicia started the group Girls Who Love the Dead to meet other like-minded deadhead girls, and uh, needless to say, she is never going to have to look for a show buddy again. We talk about her early days discovering the dead as a teenager up in Maine, the show at Sullivan Stadium in Foxborough that she almost got to go to, but her dad put the kibosh on, and 25 years of being a passionate deadhead all of her dreams coming true getting to experience her first live show at dead and company in november 2015 in greensboro north carolina the rest as you could say is history we had so many laughs and so much fun and i really enjoyed getting to know alicia sharing stories and music and you know all eyes are on shaking our bones together in 2018 As always, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy, and I will catch you soon. Alicia Welch, welcome to Stranger Stopping Strangers. Hey, thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, hey now, happy new year. Yes, I know, 2018, here we are, right? Here we are, <laughs> yeah, ready or not, here we are. <laughs> yeah, number eight, infinity, I keep, I'm like, I keep coming back to that for some reason, I don't know why. So does that, is that a positive thing? It's gonna be a, I feel like it's going to be a positive thing for us, the whole oh. infinity symbol in the new year. Yeah, everything go kind of full circle, yeah. and I yeah. I feel like last year was so fragmented. You know, I feel like so many people had some, you know, kind of some real tough shit that they were dealing with, but then there was also some really nice highlights. So I don't want to wash off 2017 as a bad year, but it seemed like a year that was filled with lots of highs and challenges for most people I know. 
I think, yeah, I think so. I mean, for myself, I mean, I had a pretty good year. So, yeah, like you said, I'm not going to just, like, wipe it away. I'm looking forward to the new year, so that's awesome. Absolutely. I already made my vision board. Lots of yoga <laughs> this year. And I've got my Grateful Dead on there, of course. Of course. Um, and, of course, I've got uh, the group on there. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about the group. Yeah. So. So the podcast, Strangers Stopping Strangers, I mean, I just love just meeting and talking to people from all over and and how we, you know, come across each other, whether it's in person or, you know, through different social media situations, which are more common than others. But I found you, you found me, we found each other on Facebook because you are the woman who started the Girls That Love the Dead. Yeah, which has been like so exciting and fun to be a part of. It's really blown my mind, honestly, Stacey, like how awesome the whole thing's been and how many girls are just like embracing it and I mean as you know uh, we've got a flag we've got t-shirts I mean girls are like meeting up I mean it's just been so cool and so much fun and it's weird how it all just kind of started and I have to tell you a little funny story of how you were played a part in how I even came up with the idea to like start an all-girls dead group was Last summer, um, I think it was probably the day before that I launched the group, um, I was on the big the big page, as I think we call it, or whatever, um, <laughs> and I was just scrolling through, you know, it was like July 1st, I think, I swear, I, I meant to pull it up and check before, we, before you called me, but um, so I was on there, and you actually had posted about you wanting a, a dead-related or inspired tattoo. I don't know if you remember that. Yes, of course. Yeah, and, like, that was before the group got started, and, like, so I'm just, like, reading your thing, and I was, like, I, too, want to get a, you know, tattoo, and dead-inspired, of course, and so, like, we kind of chatted, I kind of commented on your post, and I was, like, you know, this kind of sucks, like, I seriously have no deadhead girlfriends, I mean, I've got girlfriends, but none that love the dead, you know, and I just, when I go to a show, I have to, like, generally, I have to drag either my husband or my girlfriend who's gone to two shows and she's great and you know she loves concerts but she doesn't love the dead so there's that you know and I'm like no more I'm done I'm not gonna drag anybody anymore I'm gonna like either go by myself or I'm gonna make some connections and like meet some girls so I threw it out there connecting with you I'm like okay obviously there's lots of girls out there that love the dead so why am I having such a hard time connecting with them you know I yeah posted that and Oh my gosh, I think we had like 1.6 thousand girls that were like, yes, yes, be a part of your group. I know, it's insane. And it's funny that you bring up the date because I remember going over to my girlfriend Tina's house. Hey, Tina, who is one of those girlfriends <laughs> that loves music, is one of my, you know, soul sisters in this world. And over the last, you know, year or so, it's it's amazing how her, um, not, I mean, not a deadhead and was never really a fan of the dead and slowly picking away on her playlist when I was over there for New Year's Eve. There's now, I was, I was pretty impressed. There's now an Althea, there's mm-hmm. a Sugary, there's a Morning Dew. Ooh, so, yeah. so she's kind of nice. adding things, you know, to, to the catalog, you know, via just discovering the music. But I went to her house on the fourth of july and you had just started the page and i was so Uh, excited about it and so it's funny you mentioned the day because i remember pulling up the old facebook you know profile and being like look at this group and i just found a whole new group of best friends out there i know uh, right it was no i think we all felt that way instantaneously you know yeah and it's going strong i mean my gosh like it has not slowed down 
the connections are just getting deeper and everything. It's really, it's really cool. I'm so happy that it happened. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, absolutely. Like, well, and it's turned into a space where I feel like it's, you know, like the connection while we're all there is because, you know, we all identify ourselves as deadheads. But I've really noticed, I mean, so many posts in the last six months about people who, you know, just need a group of people that aren't necessarily in their lives that can be objective about, you know, what's happening in their world, you know, whether it be with their their love lives or their kids or their jobs or, you know, whatever struggles they're having. And mm. that's that's really beautiful too, that it's just become this place where you can get advice from people who are older, younger, different experiences. And it's, you know, you can get really authentic advice from people who aren't yeah. in your daily life. Yes. Yeah. And there's no judgment there. Which is no, awesome. no, 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 yeah. no. Judgment. I mean, everybody is so honest. And I mean, like some of the conversations are really intense and um, yeah. And it's really neat. Like, yeah, just have a space, like you said, have a space to be able to go to and have making new connections on top of it which is so cool like I can't wait to like finally meet some of these girls that I feel like I know already you know like I when we when I get to go to Florida finally next month for the uh, postponed shows I mean I'm so gonna have like probably I'm thinking maybe like 25 30 of my girlfriends there that's <laughs> uh, so awesome All my new girlfriends yeah oh, it's so cool. and I know so- you'll when you go to Mexico you'll meet some I'm sure Oh, absolutely. No, it's been so fun. And I think, you know, and I think it just inspired us to be, you know, more emboldened with connecting with each other in general. I mean, I went, I went to a little uh, music festival in August up in Greenfield and I ended up staying and uh, my, my friend who came up with our kids, it was like a kid friendly thing, took the kids home. And I was like, no, I'm good. You know, I'll just like Uber, catch a ride or whatever. And then I met this super cool woman, Darcy, who gave me a ride home. Hey. And yeah, like, I don't know. I can think of a handful of, of chicks that I've met. And again, I think it's like a catalyst that has made me feel like I can go places by myself and, and, meet other women and think that what you started was really a catalyst for so many of us to feel like it's we'll have friends there we'll find friends there we'll figure it out exactly yeah exactly yeah like (laughs) yeah no strangers there right (laughs) no that's it and I think strangers yeah yeah, and I don't think it's anything against men I mean obviously my podcast listening base for all you gentlemen listening I mean it's not a feminist situation it's just a kind of a sisterhood just a connecting and you know I find like most of the deadheads that I meet you know and all the people that we meet are are really kind Overall, I don't feel like it's an inclusive female thing, but there is something about, you know, connecting with other women that you have this. um, Very safe, right? It feels safe. Everyone keeps referring. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, it's my safe spot, my safe place. Yeah. Yeah, it does feel safe. And I don't know. I think that everybody just feels that way. I mean, I know even like pictures of my kids. The only place I'll post is on the girls page, you know, because I feel like it's a private Mm -hmm. group and it's kind of contained. I don't like to really put anything that's just out there that's not closed. Put some cute little pictures on the girls group. But in general, (laughs) it, it does. It feels safe, you know. A spot like that you know what I mean like I mean like I've actually mentioned to my uh, girlfriends here like to maybe they're not a deadhead but start your own page with whatever it is you're into and because I really feel like we're getting so much out of it I think I'm promoting it for all different music genres you know hey but you know there probably is I have no idea yeah no that's true groups be a deadhead to be (laughs) to have this awesome group no, I totally agree. And it's so positive, too, is the last thing I'll say is I don't think I've ever seen any, yeah, like shady comments, any, I've never seen anyone really fight. Um, 
uh, yeah, it's, I've never really seen anybody really pick anything apart or argue with anybody no. about specifics. It's all, it's all, it's all pretty, pretty chill. Yeah, no, I think so. I think you're right. <laughs> well, thank you Very for that. Cool. Yeah, no, it's oh, awesome. Well, I mean, I keep saying it created itself, honestly. It just happened. I don't know. It was weird. It just was meant to be, I guess. Maybe I, the magic, right? We always talk about the magic, and it's we, part of that with the dead. It was conjured. <laughs> the mm-hmm, magic was mm-hmm. conjured to a, a community of like-minded souls. Yeah. Well, I want to know a little bit about what brought you to being a committed deadhead woman who wants a tattoo and creating community. Yeah, tell you- my parents. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't even have any tattoos. So they'll be like, oh, no, no, we thought you were safe or, you know, you made it this long. We thought you weren't going to get any. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> it's going to happen one of these days. My mom freaked out, too. My my 11-year-old son told my mom, I think it was last summer, right after I was saying I wanted to get one, and I still haven't done it yet. Hey, Mom, are you still yeah, going to get that do. tattoo? And my yeah. mom oh. was like, tattoo! You know, and her eyes looked, and I was like, I haven't gotten oh. it yet. And, um, yes. Yeah, so funny. funny. So funny. Yeah, I haven't got mine yet either. <laughs> well, we should do it together. I know. We should yeah. do it together. Well, let's put that into I'm the I'm coming universe. up to Maine one of these days, and we'll have to swing. I'll be in, flying into Logan, I'm sure. Well, we should put that out on the universe. 2018, the year of the full circle year, we will get Ooh, our tattoos. the infinity. Yep. The infinity. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. Right. I like All that. Right. That's wild. That blows my mind. If that happens, that's so amazing. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. 2018. I'm in no rush, but I know I want to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some shows before, yeah. All good things and all good time. Florida. Mm -hmm. So, well, tell me a little bit about the early days. Yeah, tell me a little bit about you know, like high school and discovering, and uh, and I want to play some tunes. I think the first song we picked out was earlier days on. So, so tell me a little bit about how you fell down this crazy rabbit hole. Well, I mean, I grew up in um, southern Maine, uh, Sanford, actually, and my actually my parents, I was born in 72, and real quick, I'll just touch on, because I don't have any music talent in my family, per se, but I, we do have a love for music, and my parents, in like 75, I believe, they started a DJ business in southern Maine, and it was called Disco Bound, and... Which is, and my dad had a big old afro, and we had the they had a VW bus that they would carry all the equipment because, as you can imagine, this is way before CDs. I mean, all the equipment and all the speakers were so huge and crazy. So they had the VW bus and load up all the equipment, and so we always had a shit ton of albums in my house, like growing up, just tons. Now, unfortunately, it wasn't dead albums. I wish my parents were not deadheads, but. At the same time, I would go down in the basement, and Monday through Thursday, basically, it was, like, free game for all the albums. Like, my parents, like, they didn't work. You know, there was no shows during the week. So I would go down there, I mean, gosh, forever, and just grab, like, a pile, as much as I could carry up, and, like, listen to a bunch of music all week, and then, like, Friday, bring it back down, put it back in the uh, milk crates. Yeah, so that was awesome because I just like was exposed to so much cool music. And I just remember like really what I went with was the the covers of the albums, you know, like they were so cool. I still can picture the David Bowie one where he's got like the makeup on. Can't remember the name of that album, but that one, that was always one of my like grab that one every week. That was awesome. So that was always that music in my house and 
in the eighties, they changed it to the music caters and, uh, because I think disco died. <laughs> so they had, to, they had to kind of change. But when I got into high school, in my town, at least, what I recognized is that, and I think, or you're on the West Coast, so maybe you didn't see this, but on the East Coast in the 80s was metal. Metal was huge. Oh, yeah. I think 75, yeah, 75% of the boys in my school all wore, like, black leather jackets with the, you know, black concert t-shirts of, like, Metallica and Megadeth, and, which is great. I mean, I, I mean, I love Metallica. But when I went to high school my in 88, there was these two girls that were, I think they were seniors, maybe juniors or seniors, and they were deadheads, straight up crunchy deadheads. And that was the first time I'd ever really, like a peers, like, you know what I mean, being around deadheads in my peer group, they had this aura around them that I just loved. Like, they were just so happy and kind and their skirts flowed and their jewelry jingled. And it was just so like, I was like, okay, that's that's what I want. Like that, that's my tribe. You know, I don't wear black, black doesn't really, well, it looks good on me, but still <laughs> it wasn't really what I was going for. That was in 88. Well, fast forward to 1990. Um, and I didn't unfortunately really become friends with them because they were a couple years older and, you know, they graduated, left school, went to college. Two years later, one of the girls actually ended up dating my boyfriend at the time, Matt, who on a side note is now my husband, 23 years we've been married. So that's pretty cool. And we actually met because of music, which is another funny side note. But so Matt's roommate ended up dating one of these girls for just maybe like seriously, probably a week. So, I mean, I only got to see her for like one week. But during that week, it was the summer of yeah, July 14th, 1990. They were like, hey, we're going to a dead show. We're leaving in like three hours. Can you come? And I was like, oh, my God. And they had one ticket. And, of course, my husband, Matt, at the time was just like, have fun, because he's not a deadhead, unfortunately. I never got him on the bus, but anyway, so I was so stoked. I was like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, okay, so when are you getting back? And they were like, oh, we're coming back tomorrow. And it's like, okay, shit. You're like, I'm still in high school. Ran home. My dad was the only one home, unfortunately. That was probably my mom might have been there. I might have been able to make it work. But unfortunately, my dad said no. And not only did he say no, but he said, if you go, when you, when you come back, you won't have a home to live in. Wow. So that pretty much, like, I was just like, crushed, you know, and I was unfortunately not normally the kind of kid that listened to <laughs> my parents. <laughs> I, was, I was not that good of a child half the time, but I don't know. For some reason, that one just like, just like, oh, my God, like, seriously? So I did not get to go to that show, which just sucked. I did choose my first song from that show, of course, because I really wish I would have been there. Uh, summer well so it's summer so, so i'm trying to think um the 14th 1990 i mean that was that was right before brent died right i mean was that one of his last shows oh yeah that's a good point yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, i'm gonna i'm gonna google that right oh that now, makes me even more mad thanks uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have these like memories of of brent yeah. midland uh, um dying that summer so i wonder uh, um, yeah I'm no gonna, you're right I'm, i'm gonna wiki when that was my dad, when I told him this story, like, you know, like probably about two years ago when, you know, they had the uh, Fare Thee Well tour and I was telling my dad, like, thanks, dad. Like, seriously, I never made it to a dead show because of you. Like, just give him a hard time. And uh, he does not remember this, which is just, I'm like, what? And of course, my mom wasn't there. So I've got no witnesses. And she was like, she was, couldn't believe that he said that. She's like, oh, my God, you said that. And I was like, yeah, he, he said that. Like, seriously. But yeah, that's pretty funny. He don't even remember that. 
he doesn't even remember. You ruined my life and yeah. you have no recollection know, of it whatsoever. And you don't remember. Yeah. Well, I have just Googled while we were talking and it was July 23rd was his last show oh, in Illinois. So, God. yeah. So, July 14th. So, there was just a couple yeah. of... Uh, and I missed yeah, it. That was it. There was the end of that. Well, but the good news is, is, is that everything was recorded and so we get to listen to it and we get to yeah. enjoy it. And, that is good. Um, Got to thank the tapers out there. Absolutely. Thank you, tapers. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> thank you, tapers. Yeah. And the music never stops. So, you know, it's, you know, it's great to be able to, yeah, we can look back at these, at these missed opportunities and really it only just, you know, fuels it in a sense even more. Like, I mean, that's kind of what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah. It is it it certainly didn't deter you, you know? So I think No, no, it didn't. That's for it, sure. So I think that's I think that's the win. It didn't deter you. So it's the old saying that which does not kills us makes us stronger. So, you know, <laughs> it, it, it just yeah. it just inflamed your desire to uh exactly. I'm gonna chalk it up, right? Didn't we say that earlier? <laughs> yeah, chalk, chalk it up. It up. I love go. my dad. It's all good, Dad. That's all good, Dad. We still love it's you, okay, Dad. dad. <laughs> I'm sure I ruined my kids' lives daily. So, you know, hey, <laughs> that's, that's what parents mm-hmm. are supposed to do. Exactly. Yeah, I know. And, you know, yeah, everything happens for a reason. So it's all good. So I had to pick something from that show. And Estimated Profit is, you know, one of my favorites for sure. And it's a fun one. You know, listening to it at that show was awesome. So that's what I picked. Well, let's go throw it back. Let's go throw it back to July 14th, 1990. They are playing at Sullivan Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. And uh, yeah, hopefully I get a chance to go see a show at Sullivan Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. One of these days, they've been... They've been particular to Fenway, which I'm really enjoying. But, you know, who knows? It's, uh, again, I think that this band is going to keep on playing all kinds of things so you know all yeah places. yeah they're expanding they're going all you know they've got the two shows in florida this year which they haven't this is their first time so as you know dead and company at least well let's go back and then we'll be back with a couple more stories and a few more songs okie doke <laughs>
listening to Estimated Profit from July 14th, 1990. And yeah, I mean, we have, we have a little bit of a gap now as, uh, as we all do typically in our music selections from, from the Grateful Dead into, you know, other bands into the future. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about, so the next, you know, gosh, we have, um, it's a 25 year gap. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-year gap. Twenty. No, nineteen ninety. Well, no, you're no, you're right. You're right. I'm thinking ninety-five. I really had my hopes. I was not giving up in the nineties to catching them live, and yeah, didn't happen. I thought for sure I was gonna make it the summer of ninety-five, and because we were at that point living in South Carolina, which I don't feel like the dead like come to South Carolina too often. <laughs> no, I can't think of anything so, more North Carolina, but not South Carolina. I know. Yeah. And that was before the internet. I don't know. I just wasn't too aware of dates and shit. And I was working and getting married and all that. 
adulting stuff, which, you know, <laughs> I wish I would have done more dead stuff, but oh well. But always a deadhead. I mean, always, I've always had a dead sticker on my car. I mean, just, it's always been there. So fast forward to 2015, obviously, with Fair Thee Well Tour. Um, and of course, I didn't make it to that either. <laughs> But I really wanted to be there. Oh my gosh, did you get there? I, I didn't. Know if you were there. No, I mean you I didn't really, either. I, I didn't either. And you know what's funny <sighs> is, I mean, it's I wanted to, but it wasn't. It wasn't nearly as important to me as I would have thought it'd be now. If that makes any sense. Mm. Like I remember mm-hmm. it coming up and thinking that was really cool, and it, it was something I would have loved to have done. And logistically, it was just simply impossible for me. We were going out to California for the 4th of July. We're taking my whole family out there. I think we were leaving July 3rd. So the shows being, you know, they were in the Midwest when we were going from the East Coast to the West Coast. And the tickets were bought. The trip was planned. Wasn't going to, it was just a non, there was just a non-starter conversation. It wasn't going to happen. And then when I got really fucked was when they announced the Santa Clara shows. And so that was the oh, week yeah. before I got there, right? So, I mean, the, so yep, my yep. friends all got to go see them. <laughs> Clara. Oh. And my ticket, I mean, I came in five days later. And, you know, again, oh. when you talk about adulting, you know, having a job and having a couple kids mm-hmm. and, you know, having a family trip planned to go home, um, it just wasn't an option. So, no, I didn't yeah. get to go either. No. I thought, I mean, I really, like, right up until, like, the, like two days before, I was kind of like, okay, like, I could seriously jump in my car and I could just drive. <laughs> I could be there and I could make this work. And, like, I so would not given up but unfortunately it just got away from me and but then when they released you know the fall tour I was just like oh my gosh like my head started spinning I was like and at that point I didn't have any vacation time left with work and I'm looking at the dates you know in my head I'm telling myself oh Atlanta but it was on a work day and I was just so bummed and and then they released um I think it was Madison Square Garden, I think, on was it Halloween? They had that live, and I'm watching it, and I'm I'm, I'm just like dying because I'm like, okay, this is crazy. I've got this is you know because remember now, I've never seen that. <laughs> like, I'm too old. I've been too much of a fan for too long to not have seen them. So, I literally three days before they made it to Greensboro, North Carolina, which I had never heard of Greensboro, never been there. But when I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm like, okay, it's North Carolina. How far can this be? So I get out Google Maps and I'm like, okay, it was like five and a half hours. I'm like, done. That's it. I mean, that's easy. I can do five and a half hours. I know. So I'm like, I called my girlfriend, Kim. Thank you, Kim. Because she's always there when you need someone to go with you, especially to a concert. And, um, and I told her and she was just like, yes, like, so like, you know, she's, and again, she's not a fan, really. She was so excited for me because she knows my history and everything. So she was such a trooper. And yeah, so I bought those tickets on Thursday and Saturday, we woke up and drove to Greensboro. It was everything that I ever wanted it to be and more. And yeah, can't stop going to shows now. I'm like, okay, as long as they're torn, I'm going. Like, I'm not, not missing these ever again. 
Well, and I'm sitting here thinking that, you know, what's so cool is, I mean, you have like such a strong spirit and so such a super fan and loving it. And really the live experience is a lot of times where it really, really comes to be for people. So, I mean, mm. for you to, to, for you to have so much passion before the live experience, sustaining for so many years, I mean, that's pretty fucking awesome, you know? I mean, yeah. because, because there's something so palatable about the live energy at a show that is really different in my opinion than almost any other concert that I have ever been to um, and I think that's what's so special about the Dead and Company is they've managed to you know really pull that magic together where the where the music feeds off the crowd and the crowd feeds off the music mm-hmm. I had taken a friend of mine to Boston just to this past fall and he's a huge music fan and enjoys you know the Dead's catalog but had never been to a Dead show and he and I had gone together and I said, is this, is it just me or is this just really different? You know, just asking sort of yeah, an objective yeah, yeah. music fan. And he was like, oh no, you're right. This, this, it's a different level of energy. And um, yeah. I felt very uh, validated, you know, hearing that from yeah, a music yeah. fan. Kim like, says the same thing because I've dragged her twice now. <laughs> she she can concur the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> likes the energy for sure and it's growing on her i'm going to turn her into dead end one of these days <laughs> because when you said that when you said that about the me being a fan whatever you know never having that live experience it was after i went to the show i kind of like had this little moment in my head where i was like you know what it probably is best that my dad didn't let me go yeah no shit had i gone Seriously, my life probably would have, I probably would have jumped on that bus so hard and like just toured and never married Matt. And, you know, just like, it just kind of does make you think like, okay, I think everything did happen the way it was supposed to happen. Cause yeah, I would have been right on that bus. I would have been driving that damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) Neil Cassidy, move over. Alicia is at the helm. (laughs) Exactly. So yeah, that was, and it was so cool because when I was at the show, I sat next to this guy, Peter, and I wish I knew his last name because I'd love to give him a shout out, like, you know, Peter, but I'm giving you a shout out, Peter. Um, he was from California. I have no idea where. But a few years older than me, and he's been touring, you know, watching live shows since early 80s, been to hundreds of shows. And he was still, like, impressed with, like, this was my first show. And he was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you, you know, you drove up, you, you know, 48 hours, you made the decision. He was he was so much fun. But he knew, like, every song, like, within seconds, you know what I mean? And he was just like, oh, yeah. this is Ship's a Fool. And, and it was so much fun to be sitting beside someone like that. Just, like, made my experience just so great, you know, and... It was awesome. So I had to give Peter a shout out. <laughs> What's up, Peter? That, that's yeah, so cool. it was so fun. It was that 2015. I mean, it, it really was a gift. I mean, just getting that. And then it just, you know, it's a gift that just keeps unfolding and opening. And, and uh, yeah, and I, I, went, I went to the Worcester show, you know, days before that. I want to say it was like the, okay. the 11th or the 12th. It was, you know, just yeah, a couple yeah. days before that show. And um, it was like coming home. It really was. It was like coming home, coming back to something just is how it felt. And uh, a warm, a warm bath of uh, love that comes over you. And, 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 and I had forgotten. I mean, I really had, I had been a deadhead the whole time, but I had really lost that, that live music. I don't know. I definitely strayed away from it. So getting back Mm -hmm, and having mm -hmm, it all kind of hit you at once was like, oh my God. This, yeah. this, this is what I'm missing in my life, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was the day after I remember that concert. And I remember because I mean, I don't know, maybe 
you know, I was just like on cloud nine, obviously. But um, I said, I have this feeling that like John is going to stick around. Like, this is like legit. Like, this is going to be a thing. <laughs> like, and here we are two years later and it's a thing. And he's yeah. definitely legit. And, and it's awesome. Well, let's go hear a song from that show. So from that show, you yeah. picked Jack Straw. So tell me a little bit I about did. why that was the selection. Well, you know, honestly, I was, I mean, that show just is one of my, will be one of my favorites. I listen to it a lot. And um, there's so many really good ones. I mean, I really struggled to pick a, pick a song from the, the set list. Cause I mean, we got a shakedown. I had a Scarlet Begonia, a fire on the mountain. There's so many good ones, but I just, I don't know. Jack Straw's always been one of my favorites. And, and so I had to pick it. So it just, it is, it's definitely one of my top five well, let's go hear it. Yeah, no, I mean, oh, I, I yeah. love I love a Jack Straw. Absolutely. I thought they just like collaborated, you know, it was like listening to it was the first I think it was the first song from that show where John singing, Bobby singing, you know, it just was like it was like a little family, you know, they were just up there jamming out. And yeah, I was like, this needs to happen. Like they, they need to keep doing what they're doing. That's basically what I felt, you know, listening to it. I uh, I agree. No, absolutely. I love the collaboration of Jack Straw because it is something where yeah. so many different people can kind of like throw in and put in the verses. And yeah. Yeah, very, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, there mm-hmm. is no lead singer on it. It's something that is that the band all puts yep. together. Oh, and I love the yeah. lyrics and the story. And you no, know, I love the whole thing about it. Well, let's go back. Let's go hear it. We're going to go back to November 14th, 2015 yeah. in Greensboro, North Carolina. And uh, enjoy. And then we'll be back with a, a couple more songs.
2015 in Greensboro, North Carolina, and now we're going to not go so far into the future. <laughs> now <laughs> yeah, you're right. on the bus. Now the bus is making like local stops, right? Like now it's, uh, yes. now it's gone to being yeah, a well, local there's one, bus. Yeah, I, mean, I did make it to Charlotte 2016. That was awesome. Oh, um, I was there. But I, were you there? I was there. That's the only, I have to say, the distinction of the Dead & Company Charlotte show is the first show that I ever got on an airplane for. And oh, um, no it's actually kind of funny thinking about it right now. So so my girlfriend, Erin, hey, loyal <laughs> listener, Erin Taylor, and actually Erin and I are meeting up tonight for a little get together. And I remember sitting with Aaron exactly two years ago. We had like a holiday, you know, drinks, dinner, whatever, like we're going to do tonight. And it was after the, after the Worcester show and after, and her and I were sitting around and eating. And I said, you know, these are so much fun. If, if this continues, I want to see as much as I can. Like, this is something that is, you know, I'm, I'm older. I have, you know, enough money to prioritize things that I couldn't when I was younger, you know, where I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. able to manage it and Mm -hmm. I don't want to miss any opportunities. So when the Charlotte came up, Aaron and I flew down to Charlotte and it's the only time I've ever gone on a plane for a show. And we had so much fun. Oh yeah. The weather was awesome. I mean, it was a beautiful uh, night. Oh, it was beautiful. We met uh, Michael Keane was played by the pool. Hey, Michael, if you're listening, he was on the podcast. <laughs> I met him there. I met Sam there. He was. I had just started the podcast like a like the week before. Oh no, because it was That's in awesome. early June, and it was. Uh, yeah, I think I had one episode in, and Aaron and yeah. I flew down and. Um, oh my god, that was just so much fun. That was the music never stopped is what they opened with, right? Yeah, they did the music exactly. Yep. Yeah, it was a great show. I brought my husband there, Matt, and uh, thank you for coming with me. But we agreed after that that, yeah, he's like, yeah, you can find other people to go with. <laughs> Why? I just am not having any luck getting him on my damn bus. It sucks. But anyways, um, it, was, it was awesome. We had a great time, though. I mean, he he laughed. He chuckled because, like, oh, my God, it was so funny. We got there, and I was looking for Shakedown. Did you ever find it? I don't think we did. I remember hanging out in the parking lot and it was super hot. I mean, I can picture the big parking lot. I can picture the porta potties because it was right when they were having that whole um, thing about the the gender the gender bathrooms and other bands had canceled that venue because they didn't have gender bathrooms and and people were teasing about the porta potties, like which one was the gender neutral one. And um, (laughs) I just remember the parking lot and it being really hot, but I don't remember ever really finding a shakedown street. No. Yeah, see, so I'm there, and I'm like, okay, I got to bring you to Shakedown, you know, I'm like, you know, 
pumping it up and um we couldn't find it and so there's this guy like pissing just in, like not really in the woods it was just like you know a little bit off of the road maybe he's just sitting there and for some reason i was just like hey you know where shakedown is and and he was totally cool and he's just chatting we're talking and and my husband's just like oh my god only at a dead show is my wife like sitting here talking to some guy as he's just blatantly pissing <laughs> so while he's, he's got he his dick fun. out yeah, well, oh. exactly. It's like only, yeah, he posted on Facebook about it. He's like, yeah, my wife is talking to a guy while he's pissing at a dead show. <laughs> She's here. Everybody's happy. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, actually, we had a very similar, that same year we went to, I brought my husband to his very first ever Dead Experience show. He okay, as well yeah. is a huge music fan and something that we connected over, like one of the, the reasons that we, you know, fell in love was over our, our mutual love of music. And mm-hmm. for him... Cool. The, you know, for him, the Grateful Dead and mostly really Jerry Garcia band, it's in the rotation of music that he likes, but he really doesn't have an, an allegiance. You know, I mean, to him, it's mm-hmm. just it's another band that he enjoys, but he doesn't really feel anything elevated. And in fact, since I've become so crazy obsessed i think i've burned him out really like i think he was like more into the dead (laughs) than he has been the last three like three years so Mm -hmm. i took him to the saratoga show and it was his first experience and um same thing like we had fun and i mean he just he laughed at all the you know i mean there's just the the people the trippers i remember there was a guy that was wearing Mm -hmm. like a a one piece um (laughs) like swirling bodysuit with a mask or something you know like just all that (laughs) crazy shit of course, and of course. uh i lost oh, yeah. him i lost him because we were oh. sitting we were at saratoga and we were sitting at the lawn at the base of the lawn and he went up to go get something to drink and he didn't know how to get back and so i actually lost him during oh, the entire shit. first set yeah he we started off the first set and then he was just gone and then i was like yeah fuck it he's a grown-up like he'll be fine and uh, yeah, he yeah. didn't figure that you, he didn't realize you had to walk through the crowds. Like he had never been in a situation where you walk, you have to just power through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally for Oh, to man. Him. That's funny. Yeah. So then I made it to Atlanta, the to Hotlanta. Hotlanta. Um, the, the following, yeah, the just actually this past June. Yeah, that was awesome. That was a killer show. And again, weather was really great. It was hot. Hot as balls, as I love to say. But, and I dragged my girlfriend, Kim. <laughs> and uh, it was so much fun. We, I mean, un- un- other than the fact that she had like the worst summer cold, I guess you could say. And I felt it was so funny because as I, we were on the lawn, and she was, I mean, that girl, she was sick. She was like running a fever. I mean, tried to get her to stay in the hotel. I'm like, I'll be fine. Trust me. It's, I'm like, I'm with a bunch of deadheads. Like, I'm totally safe. I'm like, just stay and sleep. And she's like, no, no, I want to go. I want to go. So she came and she literally, not the whole show, but like through a good part of the show, she slept on the lawn. <laughs> and I was like, people probably, I know. She was like, I mean, I think she was fine. She had, you know, she was all cuddled up on the ground. But I was just like, I felt like everybody around us probably thought that, you know, I don't know, wasted or something. You know, like, oh, look at that poor lady. <laughs> like, passed out on the ground. <laughs> Oh, um, I want yeah. a Kim. Everyone needs a Kim in their life, right? That's I know. Awesome. She's such a trooper. Yeah, she's, oh my God, that girl's been to more concerts than, I mean, I couldn't even tell you, like hundreds and hundreds. She she grew up in New York, so she, or New Jersey, so she had a lot of really good shows in, you know, drivable distance. But, um, so she's great to bring to a concert. 
even when she's sick. Awesome. <laughs> that says a lot about her. Absolutely. Um, no, I was going to say that is yeah. a that is just an overall. Yeah, I mean that's that that is somebody who is a that's a trooper. That's somebody that you somebody yeah. that you want to have with you. Um, at you know at all times for sure. Yeah, she's a true friend for sure. And well, so we're sitting there and she's sleeping, of course. <laughs> and the guy sitting beside me was like, at the I think it was before the second set. Yeah, it was before the second set. It was intermission. He was like, oh, I really want a terrapin tonight. And I was like, yes, that's what I want. I'm on a, I want a terrapin. So, you know, I think, I don't know if it was the third song into the second set. And sure enough, you know, we hear the note and we like both like high five each other, like, woohoo, you know, just so cool. Cause we both were like calling it out. And after that, I was like, okay, so I can just call out stuff I want. And it's going to happen. <laughs> so I'm going to keep doing that for all my shows now. <laughs> my third choice. Might as well. Hey, put it out there. <laughs> Might as well. Put it out there. Might as well. Uh, that was a so, smoking yeah. show. That's so awesome. I, I did catch that stream. I remember catching that one. Cause that was, that was the first East coast show. I want to say. Was it, was it? Okay. on the tour? It might have been because the West Coast streams were so late for me. I mean, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm such, I'm such a pussy old lady over here. So the West Coast, <laughs> remember them, you know, it being like, okay, they're starting at, you know, 730, which is yeah, 1030. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I didn't make them. So I think Atlanta was the first one where it was 730 and it was 730 here too. And I was, um pumped right to be like okay yeah. let's start the show and watch the whole thing and uh, yeah 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 that, that was oh, i've uh, watched that uh, one a couple dozen times too since <laughs> since then yeah i mean once again it kind of like after that show and i was kind of like okay from here on out i'll probably just come by myself like it's all good like i totally know my way around but you know i'd love to make some connections and again kind of just how the girls who love the dead you know got started was just still just thinking, okay, I've got to connect. There's got to be a way we got the internet for God's sakes. Like, let's make this happen. So <laughs> I know I'll never have to go to a show by myself again. So that's, oh, that's, that's cool. <laughs> yes. Well, it sounds like Kim is kind of like on the bus with you now. Right. So, I mean, yeah, she, go, yeah she wanted to go to Florida. She was like, Oh man. Cause she loves like Miami and that whole thing. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We're not going to count Kim out yet. We're not going to no, count her no, out. No, no, no. Kim is Kim is still Kim is Kim is still a, con- a contender for uh, for for leading uh, the charge. Well, let's go back and hear the Terrapins. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll into that, and this is from June 13th, 2017, just last summer. And as I sit here in January up in a snowy New England, yeah, we can like think about those like hot summer nights and dancing and yeah definitely ready to uh teleport myself to that (laughs) yeah you poor thing (laughs) (laughs) all right well let's enjoy it and then we'll be back for um just a little more chat and one more song Thank you. 
from Hotlanta in 2017. So you were like locked and loaded this past fall tour. Alas, there was a detour. Yeah. Was yes, a there was. Oh my gosh. And you'll never guess who told me about the detour. Who it was my dad. Was... Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Which was hysterical because I mean he knows my current path of like catching every show I can. I get it, and he's kind of a comedian, and uh, I get this text from him. And what what day is this? This is on Tuesday, right? So the show's Friday. Tuesday, I get a text from my dad. Show's been post or the show's no 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 didn't say it had been postponed yet because we didn't even know that. But it said John Mayer's had emergency surgery this morning. His he has actually texted me, and I was just like ah. My dad, he's so funny. Like, seriously, nice one, dad. And But the funny thing is, in the text, he said they postponed tonight's show in New Orleans, and they haven't decided yet about Florida. So he had too many details in there. And I was just kind of like, okay, wait a minute. Now, like, why would my dad even know they had a show tonight in New Orleans? So right, I get right. on, you know, social media, and I was like, it didn't click. I mean, it didn't pop up at first. So I was like, okay, wait, he's seriously just joking. Like, thank God. And then all of a sudden, bam, it's like my feed just started with, you know, yeah, it's for real. Like, John's in surgery, and I was like, oh, my gosh, no. So, yeah, thank- <laughs> that happened. That's- but um, thankfully, everything's good. I mean, you know, it yeah. is what it is. And, yeah, he needed to have it out, apparently. So, And it actually, I think, retrospect, it worked out in my favor because I was only going to catch the, um, the Sunrise show which was that Friday, because, again, end of the year, I, got, I had no more time saved for work. So I was, I was happy to catch the one show Friday night. And Orlando was Thursday, and I couldn't, mm-hmm. I got to work Thursday. After they announced the new shows, I was like, sweet, because I've got, it's a new year, I got vacation time. So now I'm actually hitting both of them. So actually, I'm kind of happy that it's appendix birth. Yeah, who needs an <laughs> appendix anyways, right? I Just, know, you know, right? Yeah, your fingers, your vocal cords. I mean, there's there's other things that we uh, that we look towards you to, but uh, who needs an old appendix anyways? Let's, uh, exactly. let's just get that out and get on moving with it all. I mean, I'm really looking forward to it now that, I mean, I get to hit them both and I'm making, you know, with the group, we're making so many more connections and plans and I'm actually going to be driving one of the girls uh, that I haven't even met yet, one of the fellow sisters. I'm going to, like, bring her from Orlando to Jacksonville. So, yeah, I'm really excited. It's going to be fun. Oh, that's awesome. No, it's really, really cool. That's um, it's really special. I mean, it is just, like, how just the community and meeting people and connecting with that. I had, um, I had tickets for the Hartford show, and I was going to bring my girlfriend, Tina, who had never been to any kind of a dead show before and was all in the one who's been kind of slowly adding the music to her playlist. Uh, And um, I was so excited for her to come to Hartford and have her first experience. And it was the day before Thanksgiving, which, you know, is kind of a shit show of a day in general. Mm, And mm -hmm. then they had that guy that was, um, remember the guy that was like threatening to come with his gun and he was coming to Hartford and he was going to use it. I felt okay about it, but I, I definitely felt like it was something that you need to disclose, right? Like you're not going to bring mm-hmm. somebody to a, a public mm. venue and then tell them yeah. after the fact, oh yeah, by the way, there was like yeah. this guy that was like threatening to shoot. So I kind of told her that and, was, and she was a little sketched out as, you know, most yeah. anybody would be, of course. 
And then it just was kind of, um, you know, it just, it just wasn't, it wasn't driving. It was, you know, she had Mm -hmm. work and other things going on that, you know, needed to be taken care of family responsibilities. And I was so hopped up for the show. I mean, I was ready to leave at like one, right. And like take off in the afternoon and go get, you know, some drinks and yeah, find if there's any shakedown and what have you not. So it just, it turned out that it wasn't, um, she was like, you know what, just go find somebody else. Like, we'll do it in the summer. We'll do it in the future. Like, it'll happen. Yeah. But between yeah, Thanksgiving and, yeah, it just, you know, sometimes you have the best of intentions. And then when the time comes around, it just doesn't feel right. I ended up reaching out to a girl that I met on Facebook, not through the group, but through, yeah. but same thing, like a, a girl on Facebook, Heather. Hey, Heather. And um, asked if she was going to the show, and she said she wanted to, but, you know, she hadn't gotten a ticket yet. So I asked if she wanted to be my date, and we had never met before. Same thing. Like, she came to my house, and she picked me up, and because I'm a total pussy about driving at night, and I don't like to drive after I've had anything in my system, and um, I'm just a total weirdo about that. So she was my date. Yeah. Like, she was, it was fucking awesome. She, like, pulled up, and we went down, and we had never met before, and and, um, oh, that's so cool. And we had the best time. Yeah, and we're still friends. I mean, she lives a couple towns <laughs> over. I've seen her a couple towns <laughs> since. And um, yeah. know, really super fun. So grateful for, you know, the community and, and the way that social media, you can find, you know, people and connect yeah. with them. And, you know. But I, was, I think, like, oh, my gosh, like, the deadheads back in the 80s and 90s, like, they had that work cut out for them. <laughs> like, it seems like so much easier now. We can stream, we can couch tour it. Like, <laughs> it's like we can be kind of lazy and, and still like reap all the benefits of the music. So <laughs> it's like, absolutely. Yay, yay for us. <laughs> Deadhead 2.0. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 2.0. Uh, so, yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to put it out there in the universe of what, you know, song I'm looking for in, in Florida. So. I figured we might as well add that to our list songs Absolutely. here. So I Have Sugary is just one of my faves. I, I love that song forever. And it's probably one of the first songs that me, like I gravitated to that wasn't like a, a song that you ever heard on the radio. It was like just kind of like my first real, you know, dead song. And uh, But I haven't heard it yet. It has not been at, at any of the shows. So I'm hoping, I'm thinking I've got two, you know, two chances here. So I'm hoping to hear Sugary at uh, in Florida. What I've chosen is um, the Sugary from the epic show in Oxford Plains Speedway in Maine. Of course, had to choose a Maine show, um, which I missed. <laughs> that was like right <laughs> as I was getting on the bus because it was in uh, July 3rd, 1988. They did actually two runs, July 2nd and July 3rd, but Sugary was on the the second night, and uh, it's nice. a great one. So I picked it. Fantastic. Well, let's uh, let's go back to Maine, back to uh, snowy New England out here. But actually, July third, nineteen eighty-eight. Oh, gosh, Maine is so fun in the summertime too. That must have just been. I mean, that time, oh. like the camping and and everything, must have just been. I mean, on point. I'm sure, right? Like, just it was an awesome. I mean, I've read a lot of you know different things online from that from that show because you know, just to me, it just resonates the stories that come back from that that whole show at Oxford Plain Speedway is just sounds like it was awesome so well thanks to the tapers we get to go visit we get yes, to go enjoy exactly. it so uh thank so thank you once again tapers so off to Maine July 3rd 1988 and then we will be back and uh say some goodbyes 
Maine in 1988, and I uh, just want to say goodbye. And uh, yeah, thank you so much yeah. for for being a guest on Strangers yeah. and Strangers. Absolutely, it's been so much fun. I love talking about all these stories, or you know, just remembering all of it. It's been so much fun, such a blast. I, I again, the whole infinity full circle, like the fact that like you know, I've commented to you on Facebook, you know, in July and, and here we are now. It's like crazy, right? No, it's awesome. It's I didn't cool. know that story. That uh that 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 makes my heart smile a little bit. That's, that's I know. Super cool. it, me too. Well we'll have and then to when do you like asked me to be on here, I was like, Oh my gosh. Well we'll have to do like crazy posts on the page and um and get the female listenership up. So I, I actually do not know what the listenership is in terms of demographics, if it's men or if it's women and honestly, um I welcome all listeners, you know, I mean, I oh, love, love, yeah. love, love that anybody wants to tune in and listen to us. But I, I'll be curious. We should, um, 
I don't know. I'd be, I'd be curious to see, you know, how many of our sisters, uh, you know, tune in to hear us chat and the stories and, and, and what that means, you know, because it could be opening up like a, a whole another door, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I'll know. <laughs> Neither do I know, nor do I know. I may manage a podcast, but I still am not a mill, you know? Yeah, you no. You let me know. I'll let you know. Hashtag uh, not a mill. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, it's been I, fun. Um, and I get to go play in the snow now because we have snow here today, which is crazy because I live in coastal southern South Carolina. Well, go enjoy your little bullshit yeah. snow. I think we've got... I know, right? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I know, because it's going to melt by tomorrow, and then we're right back at, you know, just regular. So you probably have yeah. not feeling any pain for me at all. <laughs> no, no. No, it's awesome. No, we're uh, we're expecting a high of, like, three tomorrow. So, um, yes. No, no. We'll stay warm and drink no. off the tea. We are staying warm and drinking lots of tea. Absolutely. Here. <laughs> and cuddle right with on. your puppies. Absolutely. Yes. I, I, I enjoy a good hibernation. I think uh, that's probably the best part about living in the Northeast is that you just get those couple of weeks where everybody just expects you to hibernate. And I'm, yeah, I dig it, you know, like living in the South. I mean, I enjoy some rainy days because I mean, you know, that's the only time that for us, that's our hibernation. Like, you know, and I can totally relate to that. Well, go enjoy the snow and well, thank you and, for having me. Yeah, see you and get a get a tattoo. Come on now, you gotta get that. Yep, 2018. <laughs> when you come to the East Coast, or if I come down yep. to the South on a tour or something, we'll we'll make this rule. Whoever's part of the country is the one who has to find the place to go get okay. it done. Okay. Okay. So gotcha. if I come your way, you find the place, and if you come my yep. way, I find the place. It's a deal. That's it. That's the deal. Okay. <laughs> it's the deal. All right. Thanks, Daisy. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.